Welcome to this exciting sermon from World Impact Community Church. We hope you enjoy this message. For more sermons and resources, please do visit us at wscc.in. Praise the Lord and a very good morning to every one of us in the church family that is worshipping God together as a family. What a wonderful time of worship and what a wonderful time of ministry of, uh, that Pastor Jija brought us today. I'm so grateful to God for every one of you that is joining hearts together, hands together, voices together in praising God this morning. We have been listening to a series on a teaching called Walking in Love. And I believe God has been wanting to build a culture in our heart, a culture of learning to walk in love, a culture of loving God with all our heart. And as God is doing that, I want us to open our heart to love God to do that in a great way in our life. In the series of Walking in Love, we saw in the previous weeks how God is love. And, many, and love is not a feeling, it is a, it's an act of our will, it's a nature of God. And we subsequently saw how that Different people, when we get into relationships and getting to meet people, work with people, we go through different stages of love, acquaintance and, and then disappointments and disillusionment and then maturing into a place of love. Last week, we saw about how God wants us to walk in love, not only in words but in action. Today, I want to take it a little deeper and I want to speak from God's word today. I want to bring about uh, a, a scripture that I want all of us to look at. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 18. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 18. Little children, let us not love with word or with tongue, but in deed and in truth. Little children, let us not love in word and tongue, but in deed and in truth. We see over here, Jesus bringing about three separate aspects of the scripture, the first, a journey of growing to really walk in love, a journey of growing to walk in knowing, loving God's people and loving in the body of Christ. Three words away, a first word that the Lord uses is a word called words. Let us, love must not just be in words, in mere words, claiming that we love people. So the first way in which we love People is oftentimes with our words. When we come to the Lord Jesus Christ, we get born again, we come to know God, we get to begin to... Uh, the first thing that God begins to deal with in our life is God begins to deal with our words. We, when we come to the body, we listen to people he, speaking and we hear words and we say, Oh, hello, praise the Lord. And we also say, think, okay, so that's I'm supposed to say, praise the Lord. Then we say, oh, brother, I love you so much. Sister, I love you so much. Praise God. And that becomes our lingo. So one of the first things that happens to us is that we begin to adapt or change our lingo to fit into the community of people that we are living among. When we go to college or we are influenced by our friends in college, we begin to want to fit into their lingo. Wherever around the world, when you, when you, from, a, from a third world country, when you go to a first world country, you want to fit in to what is popular or what is the most acceptable or whatever. So that the first thing we adapt in our journey is we adapt to the words. Love must not be just in words, Jesus says. He says, I know that's the first thing you adapt to, but God says, love must not be just in words, mere words. 
God says, I want you to move to another level of loving, which is the next level. The Bible says that it must be in action or in deed. Last week, we saw, we went through a whole journey of loving in action. Where, uh, what does it mean like? What would it look like to practically love? Because love is an action word. Love is not a feeling. Love is not just an emotion. Love is not just, a, you know, it's not just a concept. Love is action. Well, love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not keep record of wrongs. Love is long-suffering. Love bears all things. Love believes all things. Love hopes all things. Love never fails. So we see that it's an entire journey of action. That when we begin to move, first we get saved, we first move into a place of words, learning the lingo. Then we move into a place of action where we're making choices to be changed in our heart. But God says, even this place of serving one another in love is not sufficient. We are to move to a deeper level where the Bible says God wants us to love in truth. Genuine, truthful love. Loving in words is a shallow, superficial level. Loving in actions is where... You're beginning to now say, no, not only words before, maybe in actions you're saying, I never used to give, but now you've come to the body of Christ and you heard a message. The Bible says, give and it shall be given to you. And your heart says, hey, wait a minute, maybe I should love in action. Maybe I also should give. You came to the Lord. Initially, your words were changing. Before you were unkind. Now you're beginning to become more kind with your words. And, then, and you're beginning to give godly or kind words to people. There's an action that is following but in the heart, you may be struggling. In your heart, you may be battling. God says, I want you to move beyond the words. I want you to move just beyond the actions. I want you to move to a third level, which is loving in truth. Because actions can come, even if we don't love. We can act like we love. Actions can come, even if we don't love. We can, you know, someone can love someone. And, uh, and genuinely give towards their well-being. But you can also support somebody without loving them. There are many broken families where the father or the mother has walked away from the family and maybe sends them money or gifts. You can end up supporting people without genuinely loving them. But the Bible says, if you love people, God wants you to go on into actions also. So we can action, have actions even if we don't love, but we can never love and not have actions. For God so loved the world that He gave. Love always has an action. We saw that. But now God wants us to move from the words. God wants to move beyond the words into the actions. And God now wants to zero in to the genuine way of loving. And is loving in truth. This loving in truth is a love without hypocrisy. Loving in truth is a, love, a life free of hypocrisy. Where the, the words outside, the actions that are there, and what is going on in our heart, they all are coming in alignment. There is an alignment to what God is speaking in and through our heart. There is an alignment to the word of God. There is no double face. There's no one way of saying, you know what, that, that I love you and yet not wanting to walk away 
from people. In our heart, there's one face that says, I love you. Another face that means I don't. But there is another aspect of loving where the Bible says, where the genuine, there is no two faces, there's a deep transformation that happens in our life. The Bible says in Romans and chapter 12 and verse 9, it says, let love be without hypocrisy. Let love be without hypocrisy. Many times, we don't know that our hearts have hypocrisy. I've met a lot of believers through the years who have come to us and who have said, Oh, uh, you know, uh, that person, oh, he's a hypocrite. She's a hypocrite. In fact, there are people that have come to me and said, you are a hypocrite. You know, we get used to this through the years as we walk and as we serve in the body of Christ. But I have hardly ever seen a person coming to me and saying, you know, pastor, I find I'm such a hypocrite in my heart. Because I say I love people, but I genuinely don't. I'm a selfish, self-centered person who thinks only about myself. I've never had anyone walk up to me and say that. Because oftentimes we find others to be hypocrites when we have expectations from them and they don't meet those expectations we call them a hypocrite. But when we, when we, when we see, when we look at our own lives, we often don't evaluate our hearts to see whether our lives are genuinely a life that aligns to truth. Or whether we say one thing And we do quite another thing. The Bible goes on to say, Let your life be free of hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling on to what is truth. What does it mean to not be a hypocrite? It means that if there is evil in our heart, to love God, to search our heart. Say, God, I really want you to search my heart. No, Lord, I'm not talking about other people. I'm not here to look at others, what others are up to. Lord, I want you to search my heart. And I want you to see if there's evil in my heart. Because many times we are so quick to search other people's heart. But we are unsure and afraid to love God or ourselves to search our own heart. Bible says, be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Give preference to one another in honor, not lacking in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. What would it look like if we were not hypocrites? What would, what would it look like to have love without hypocrisy? Which means it would say our yes would be yes. Where our commitments, we would go out of our way, we would bend our back to stay faithful to commitment. But not just the actions in the outside. We would go home And we would search our heart and say, God, change my heart, O God. Make it ever true. Change me. May I be like you. When we we begin to zero into the hypocrisy in our heart, we begin to see how we expect high standards from others, from ourselves, we don't. We judge others, but we don't judge ourselves. God wants us to bring about uh, that our heart and our actions to be in alignment with truth. Which means we cannot genuinely love and pretend. No, we can't genuinely love and be someone else on the inside. Because that would be, count. that will not be the truth. We would be lying on the inside. Many times we reduce the meaning of love. We say, I love the shoe. I love my dog. I love this house. And then we say, I love God. When we bring, we use the word love so commonly, it just becomes, it loses the meaning when it comes to really walking in love for God. First Peter chapter 2 verse 1 to 3 says like this, 
Therefore putting aside all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander like newborn babies long for the pure milk of God's word. What is it that will deal with our hypocrisy? It is consuming God's word, reading God's word. Being filled with God's word. Last week I happened to hear an interview. Uh, a pastor from uh, another nation who was leading a very large church of about 30-40,000 people in his church. And then because of some financial uh, you know, ch- problems, he ended up going to prison for about three and a half years. And I was listening to him you know, in an interview sharing. Initially when he went to prison, he went through five stages of grief. First he was thinking, you know, he was upset that he, it was disbelief that this was happening to him. Then he started getting angry. He got angry with people. Why didn't they tell me the truth? Why didn't they stop me? Then he got angry with himself. What was I thinking? What was I even thinking when this was going on? Then he started getting angry with God. Why didn't you do something, Lord, to stop it? Then finally after a year, he accepted all these things that were going on in his life. And he said, then I poured myself into the word of God. He said, in prison I sat and picked up my Bible. And I started reading the Bible. I started pouring through chapters. He said, I started memorizing chapters and chapters. Memorizing portions of scriptures in my heart. That I would fill my heart with God's word. That I wanted to be a transformed person by the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. What was he doing? He was working on the hypocrisy. The hypocrisy... That was there in his heart. Where he preached many messages. Genuinely. Because he loved God to one level. But when he went to prison. It was having to love God another level. Even when you're wronged. Even when you're lied about. Even when you're cheated. Even when you're given wrong advice. And you suffer for other people's mistakes. Or you suffer for your own foolishness. At that point. When you go through punishment or judgment. Would you look at God. And become a hypocrite. For all the songs you said, Lord, till I die, I will love you. And then he went to prison. He was tested whether he'd still love God. Even when he was made wrong choices. Or when other people let him down. Let love be without malice. Let it be without deceit. Don't love in word alone, brothers and sisters. Love in deed and in truth. Because God wants us to go into the depths of our heart to search if there's any truth in our love. Whether we, when we get married, we tell our, our, the, the person we're getting married to, I love you till my dying day. But there's no love in our heart. And that's why God wants us to work on that hypocrisy and to allow the truth to come in. How does that truth come in? Identify there is hypocrisy. Put aside every malice, every deceit and hypocrisy. Envy and all slander like newborn babies long for the pure milk of the word of God. For by this you will grow in respect to salvation if you've tasted and known the kindness of God. Long for the pure milk of God's word. Long for the pure milk. The word of God inside our heart begins to expose our hypocrisy. Love must be in truth. You know, if other people would come to us and tell us that we don't love genuinely, we'd be offended with them many times. We don't like other people telling us. In fact, if your pastor were to come and correct you, sometimes you may be offended. I have been offended when people have corrected me. 
if our husband or wife, if we were to correct each other, speak in each other's life, would be offended one with another. Why? Because we say we love, but we are so afraid to hear anything in correction. Love is not afraid of correction. In fact, love loves discipline. Love believes when discipline, correction comes. Love loves submission. Love's not afraid to submit, but, but when there's fear to submit, that's not love. Because if we are afraid to submit, we will not submit even to God. We'll say we love God, but we will be afraid of listening to His word. Like newborn babies long for the word of God. Luke's Gospel 12 once said, Under these circumstances, after so many thousands of people had gathered together and they were stepping on one another, he began to say to his disciples, First of all, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees, which is hypocrisy. You see, one of the things that we, the Bible, Jesus said, was hypocrisy, not loving people truthfully, was a sign of being a Pharisee. When we come to the Lord, God wants us to work on that area of our life. And the straight opposite, the antimony of the word hypocrisy is sincerity. If God wants to move us away from a love without a love with hypocrisy, God wants us to move us into a love with sincerity. I believe God wants us to sincerely love God's people. I believe God wants us to sincerely love one another. I believe God wants to, us to be free from, from pretending. God wants us to be free from acting. God wants us to be free from praise the Lord, brother, oh yes, and walk away thinking that jerk. Oh, I, how I hate him. I don't like him. God wants us to walk away from, from saying nice words to people and then hating them in our heart. God wants us to be sincere. Let love be sincere. When you love your husband, you love your wife, let it be sincere. When you love the people in the body of Christ, let it be sincere. When God asks you to love the lost, let it be sincere. Genuine, honest love, affectionate love that comes from your heart. Now, think about it. What would your life look like if you began to sincerely and genuinely love people. Think about it. Think of somebody that really irritates you. Think of somebody who's really disappointed you. What would it look like if you would sincerely begin to love that person? Maybe it's your spouse. Maybe it's your friend. Maybe it's a leader that has disappointed you. What would it look like if you began to sincerely love such a person. Many times in my life, I've had to make that choice. I've been challenged with the hypocrisy in my heart when anger comes up. And, and I said, no, I love that person, but... Oh, I love this person, but... And, and at that point, I have to step back and I have to search my heart to really see, God, what would it look like if I would love without hypocrisy? What would it be to sincerely love this person? And sometimes, I remember years ago, there was this person that really broke my heart and uh, I was really upset in my heart with this person, you know. And I went to another nation, I was preaching. While I was preaching, I was preaching in fact about covenant love. And while I was preaching about covenant love, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, John, I want you to go back and I want you to send that banner garden offering. And, and the Lord said, if you don't, if you can't love like this, you're talking about covenant and if you can't love like that, if you can't bless this person who has cursed you, 
you will i will shut down your ministry into this nation oh the lord spoke that to me <clears throat> and i i just decided okay let me go back i went right back and the holy spirit told me i want you to empty your bank account at that time i had very little money he said i want you to empty that whatever you have take that money and send it to that man of god and i said lord you can't be serious that's that's like almost everything i have and the lord said i want you to empty that and i want you to send it to this man of god so okay so this person had not spoken to me for a long time so i i found his email and i sent him an email brother so and so praise the lord how are you uh, you know uh, i just feel the holy spirit asked my wife and i to send you an offering and for years that they hadn't spoken immediately next morning i get an email in my in in my i get an email saying this is my this is my bank account and these are the details someone who's upset with me for years the moment i saw that email i went whoa that was fast that's like i sent the email yesterday and today i have his bank account details okay the person doesn't want to talk to me but doesn't mind sharing the email bank account details with me anyway i took it i had to humble down see hypocrisy in my heart now i'm getting upset that that response came that fast and i was hoping maybe uh, there would be a line thank you so much for reaching out to me and thank you for you know loving and all of that nothing like that just hi this is my bank account details and all that so i went to the bank and i emptied my bank account took that money and i sent it to this person and i'm hoping next morning to get an email praise god john so sweet of you thank you so much for being so kind and sending you know that amount of money or oh, it was be really needed at this time i was waiting for something like that but that day i went to the email there was no email a second day went by no email third day went by no email no thank you you know by now i'm beginning to get angry in my heart i'm beginning to say things like these guys this guy is such a hypocrite this guy is a terrible man of god in my heart it's boiling up you see god wanted to expose my heart because i wanted an affirmation back and the lord was teaching me what it means to walk in covenant that love would be sincere that love would love would be without hypocrisy that i don't love him because he loves me that i love him because christ loves me let love be without with without hypocrisy i waited about 4 days 5 days it was one week for oh my good lord time was like or feeling like it was forever it was two weeks if i'm not wrong it was three weeks since i sent in the offering by third week i couldn't hold on anymore I sent an email again. I said, "Dear brother, about two three weeks ago, I sent an offering. Uh, I just wanted to know whether you got it or went to another account, somebody's account." And next morning, I get an email back saying, "Got the money. Thanks." When I saw that email, I didn't know what to do. And the Lord began to work in my heart. Let love be without hypocrisy. you don't love the person because he wrote a flower i was waiting for oh thank you so much for your kindness i'm just so grateful you reached out to me and let's forget the past and everything be okay you know what after that incident till today the person still doesn't speak with me you see how is it possible for somebody to 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 be okay uh you know with being having a broken relationship i don't understand but god wanted to expose my hypocrisy because he wanted to take me from from loving in words to loving in deed and not just loving in deed now but going deeper 
and loving with a whole heart. Loving in truth. Loving sincerely. Whether they respond or not, that's their business if they want to respond or not. My job is to love sincerely because God is interested in the sincerity of my heart and your heart. God is interested in bringing change. People everywhere are looking for sincere God lovers. And if we were sincerely God lovers, we would love people also sincerely. We would go out and serve and love. What comes to our mind, God wants us to love people, not because they loved us, because Christ first loved us. It's a beautiful place of love. Romans chapter 5 and verse 8 says like this, God demonstrated his own love for us, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Sincere love is not a love that you give somebody as a reward. Sincere love is a love that flows from you because of you being transformed to become like Jesus. Sincere love is not because someone earned it. Sincere love in truth is because you have become it. Sincere love is not because someone has, has allowed you to, to operate in love. Sincere love is because you have received God's love. You have plenty. Now you are giving it away to others. You know, you, you notice when God begins to talk about love, God doesn't just say, I love you. God doesn't just say, I love you. He demonstrated His love by laying down His life. Which means, loving in truth has a genuine demonstration while we were still enemies of the cross. When we were at our worst, loving in truth demonstrated love. Genuine love is not because people changed and therefore I can love them. Loving in truth is I can love people because I've seen that example in the Lord Jesus Christ. And Jesus says today a new commandment I give unto you. That you love one another just like I have loved you. God is giving us a new commandment today. To love in truth, from the genuineness of our heart. There are three aspects of loving in truth. What would it look like if we loved in truth? There are three aspects that the Bible talks about. The first aspect of loving in truth is that we love in truth because we are responding in obedience to God's word. We love in truth because the word challenges our heart. The word calls on our heart to love in truth because we are purified by the word to love others. We're purified by the word of God to love others. First Peter chapter 1, and I want us to look at verse 22. First Peter chapter 1 and verse 22 says like this, Since you have in obedience to the truth purified your soul for a sincere love of the brethren, fervently love one another from your heart. Now look at this scripture. This is a powerful verse. It has many parts to it. It says, since you have in love, since you have in obedience to the truth, purified your soul for a sincere love. In obedience to the truth. So the first aspect of this verse is, since you have in obedience to the truth, there was a desire in your heart to obey. 
There was a desire in your heart, a passion in your heart to obey. That was the beginning in your heart. What did you do as a response to that desire to obey? You purified your soul. What does that mean? You begin to work on your emotion. You begin to work on your will. You begin to work on your desires. Your will does not want to love, but you're purifying. You're saying, no will, fall in alignment to God's word. But God, I, I don't want to love them. And the word of God says to love unconditionally. Lord, but my heart doesn't want to love. And God's word says, go ahead and love unconditionally. People of God, the first aspect of loving in truth is by purifying our heart. Because we love the word of God, we obey the word of God, not because we naturally want to do it, but we are consciously purifying our heart to obey God's word. When it says, when we purified our souls, for what? For a sincere love. Sincere love is love without hypocrisy. Sincere love does not come naturally. Sincere love comes through purification of our soul. Our mind, maybe we would use foul language in a particular way. Now God is saying, I do not want you to do that. Love them with kindness. Use kind words in place of harsh words. Use, you know, forgiving words in place of angry words. God is saying, I want to purify. If you're living unholy lives, God is saying, I want to purify that area of unholiness by using, you know, putting thoughts of love and kindness. God wants to purify our soul. Which means, when we begin to walk in truth, love in truth, it begins by intentionally purifying our souls for sincere love. And then we will walk fervently with one another. So how does this happen? We love by obeying the truth. We set aside our hypocrisy by allowing the word of God to purify our hearts and we obey, respond to that. And then, we respond fervently by loving people and serving people that are there around. Because the Bible says, because we have been born again by the word of God. The first aspect of loving in truth is when we love in truth by obeying the word of God and allowing that to purify our heart. The second aspect of loving in truth we see in the word of God is when we, when we love the followers of the truth. The believers, the Bible says, I want you to love the believers. I want you to love the body of Christ. It's a powerful verse, Second John chapter 1 and verse 1. The second aspect of loving in truth is not only loving and obeying the word of God, but we genuinely loving the believers, the body of Christ. Second John 1, 1 says, The elder to the chosen lady and her children, whom I love in truth. And not only I, but all who know the truth. He's saying, everyone who knows the truth and I Love you, dear elder and chosen lady. The, the elder is the shepherd of the church. And he says, the elder to the chosen lady and her children whom I love in truth. He's saying, I genuinely love you, sister. And I love you, the children. Because I love in truth, not only me, everybody who loves the truth, we love you. What is the Bible going on to say? People who love in truth, the second aspect of it is to love the body of Christ. Is to love people who are walking in the truth. To love the brothers and the sisters who love Jesus. To re-genuinely love people that love Jesus. First John, chapter 
3, verse 11 onwards, says like this. For this is the message which you've heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. Not as Cain, who was of the evil one and slew his brother. Which means we must not love one another like Cain and Abel who, who killed his brother. For what reason did he slay him? Because his deeds were evil and his brothers were righteous. Don't be surprised, brethren, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. He who does not love abides in death. What is he going on to say? The Bible is saying, hey, wait a minute, he's saying, if you don't love the brethren, the Bible is saying something very, very astonishing. You abide in death. Which means if we're not walking in truth by genuinely loving the body of Christ, if we are not genuinely loving the believers and the body of Christ and walking in that love, in that truth, the Bible says you are abiding in death. Because if you don't love your brethren... The Bible says, we know that we have passed out from death to life because we love the brethren. Wait a minute. What is that scripture saying? That scripture is saying that the genuineness of our salvation is manifested in our loving the body of Christ. Which means by this, the Bible goes on to say, this is, a, this is an astonishing verse. Look what it says. Everyone who hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. The Bible is saying, if you don't know how to love the body of Christ, the people, your brothers, sisters within the church, you're a murderer. And if you are someone who's not able to love your fellow brother, your fellow sister, the Bible says, eternal life is not in you and not in me. Wow. Wow. Loving in truth, a genuine transformation of our heart, a genuine loving in truth is a sign of our genuine salvation. Loving people truthfully, loving people in truth is the, is the external manifestation of our internal conversion. That the Holy Spirit has transformed our life. The love towards people, loving people that are unlovable, loving people that are hard to love, loving people that let us down, loving people that fail us. When we do that, that is an external manifestation of our internal transformation. Hallelujah. The manifestation of love is the manifestation that we are saved. Why? Because God is love. When we are saved, love fills us. Love purifies us. Love works through us. And then that love begins to manifest outside. Everyone who hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. We know love by this. That he laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our life for our brethren. But whoever has the world's good and sees his brother needs and closes his heart against him. How does the love of God abide in him? Little children, let us not love in word but in action and in truth. We will know by this that we are of the truth. We will know by this that we are of the truth. This is the sign that we are saved. John the Apostle is saying. This is the sign that we are from the truth community. We are sincere truth people that follow the truth. This is the sign. It goes on to say, verse 19. We will know by this we are of the truth and will assure our hearts before him. 
in whatever our hearts condemn us. For God is greater than our hearts and knows all things. Beloved, if our heart doesn't condemn us, we have confidence before God. Whatever we ask, we receive from Him because we keep His commandments and do the things that are pleasing in His sight. This is His commandment. We know we are from God because we keep His commandment, the Bible says. And the Bible says this is His commandment. What? That we believe in Jesus, the Son of God. We believe in Jesus, the Son of God. And we love one another. The Lord is saying, if you do, do these two things, that you believe in Jesus and you love one another, by this you will know that you're saved. By this you will know that you're genuinely saved. This will be the sign that you're saved. That you believe in Jesus and that internal belief in Jesus manifests itself by loving one another. For true love is when we love the brethren. It's the true sign of our salvation and the willingness to lay our life down. The third aspect of loving in truth, the first one I said is to love by allowing God to purify our heart, to obey God's word and to love people sincerely. The second aspect of loving in truth is when you love the body of Christ. But the third aspect of loving in truth, Third John chapter 1 verse 1, the elder to the beloved Gaius whom I love in truth, beloved I pray for you that in all respects you might prosper and be in good health just as your soul prospers. He says, he's saying, Gaius, I, I just pray you'll be in good health and you'll prosper. For I was very glad when the brethren came and testified to your truth. That is how you're walking in truth. Gaius, I'm so excited the brothers are telling me you're really walking in truth. And I have no greater joy than this than to know that you're walking in truth, Gaius. And he goes on to say in verse 6 and uh, verse 7, for they went out for the na- sake of the name, accepting nothing from the Gentiles. He's, what is he talking about? He's saying in verse 5, Beloved, you are acting faithfully in whatever you are accomplishing for the brethren, especially when they are strangers. Gaius, I want to say I love you, and I want to thank God for you, because you are walking in truth. Why? Because you took care of the people I sent among you that were preachers of the gospel. When they came, you took care of them. You supported them, and you took care of them in a manner worthy of God. Gaius, I love you in the truth. I love you in the truth because you have been loving and serving people that have been preaching the gospel. The third manifestation of loving truth is putting your money, your time, your hospitality, your gifts, your strengths in carrying this gospel to the lost. That is loving in truth. Let our love be sincere by partnering and serving to carry the gospel to the lost. Gaius, I love you in the truth because of the way you're taking care of people and serving in the work of the Lord. I love you in the truth, Gaius. He goes on to say, we ought to support such men so that they become fellow workers with the truth. But I heard about Diotrephus. Gaius, I heard about Diotrephus. How he's stopping people that I sent. And he's telling, warning the church, don't allow these people into the church. I have taken a note of him. The Bible says he's an evil man. Diophytrephus is, don't imitate his evil, but, but Gaius, do what is good. Don't imitate Diotrephus, who is not willing to take care of people who are serving in the gospel's work. Who are not willing to serve for the kingdom. Who are not willing to stand up. Diotrephus is evil. Because I want to say, the Bible is saying in this portion, anybody who is not willing to stand with the work of the Lord, the Bible calls them evil. Diotrephus is an evil man. 
But Demetrius, oh, he has a good testimony. How he's faithfully standing with the truth. How they have brought such wonderful refreshing in my heart because of the way they're standing with the truth. People of God, today the Holy Spirit wants to remind us. God wants us not only to love in word. He wants us to move from there like we saw last week and love in action. But let love be, let everyone be in harmony, serving one another, caring for one another, standing together. Let love be in action. But let it not only be in action, let it love be beyond that in truth. Without hypocrisy, in, from inside our heart, we are being changed and transformed to love God. To love in obedience, in sincerity, to be purified heart, in loving the body of Christ and serving with all our heart. Loving the lost, by supporting the work, by serving, using what gift God has given you to reach the lost with the gospel of Jesus Christ. By putting your money where your mouth is. By putting, you know, investing our finances into the, into the source for the kingdom of God. So that when we go to see him face to face, we will, he will say, you genuinely loved. Not only in word, not only in action, but you genuinely loved, even in truth. Today, Jesus is asking, just like he asked Peter in John 21. He called Peter and he said, what do you have in your hand? Fish, bring it along. When Peter brought the fish, Jesus already had fish. He was already preparing it. And says, Peter, I know you brought your fish, but here, have some fish. I have it ready already. He says, you denied me and you went away. You went back into fishing. You went back into your career. You went back into your life. But today I want to ask you, Peter, can you love me in truth? Can you? I want to ask you a question, Peter. Do you love me more than these things? More than the fish you caught? More than the boat you have? More than the friends you have? Do you love me more than these? Can you love me in truth? Can you love me without hypocrisy? And Peter looked at him and Jesus said, Do you love me more than these? And Peter said, Lord, you know I love you. And then Jesus said, If you love me, then feed my sheep. Take care of my sheep. Take care of my people. Which means, if you love me, serve the body. If you love me, serve the lost. The sign of loving is to believe in Jesus. The sign of salvation is to believe in Jesus and to serve in the body. That's a demonstration of our genuine salvation. Then Jesus asked him again a second time, Do you love me more than these? And Peter said, Lord, you know I love you. Peter, feed my sheep. Take care of the body. And the third time Jesus asked, Peter, do you love me more than these? By now Peter was upset. He says, Lord, you know all things. You know my heart. You know what's going on inside. And Jesus said, Peter, feed my sheep. If you love me more than these, if you love me more than your career, the fish you caught and, the, and all the possibilities of your future, if you genuinely love me, Peter, take care of the body. Take care of the people. And I believe today God is reaching out to every one of us today. And God is saying, do you love me more than these? What are these things? What, are the, what does it mean to move from a place of just loving in word to a place of loving with your actions? And then moving from a place of loving with your actions to loving with all your heart, with no hypocrisy. Today, Holy Spirit, I just want to pray for these dear people that are 
listening to God's word and receiving God's word today. I pray, Lord, you pour your love into our hearts. Pour your love into our hearts. We might be transformed to love in truth, without hypocrisy, sincerely. Not because others deserve it, but because the way you loved us when we didn't deserve it. In the same way, we want to go out and love others. We submit ourselves. I commit to each one listening today. Pour your love into their heart. Lord, I pray we'll be transformed from words to actions and from actions to a truth. Loving in truth, sincerely without hypocrisy. And when we see you face to face, we will be transformed from just knowing love and just walking in love by becoming love by the power of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank you for listening to this sermon. For more sermons, please do visit us at wicc.in.